Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Holiday weekend, football season, Thursday, week one in the NFL, Dallas at New England. Today on the podcast, I'm going to give you my NFL preview, but I want to tell you I am very excited for this week because today, 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific, Sean Salisbury and I will be on No Filter Network. We're going to do that Tuesdays and Thursdays at 4 o'clock. Loads of NFL and college football. Again, join us Tuesday and Thursday. Just go to nofilter.net. And today on Listen Up, I'm going to make my debut. I tested it out last week. I absolutely love it. It's pretty much the same as just doing a radio show. And you're going to be able to come on and ask me questions. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So today, I debut that. Again, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific. Download Listen Up. It is very easy to do. And we're going to have a lot of fun. I hope you can join me. I am really, really excited because I've said since I started doing this podcast and my rants, as much as I love doing them, I don't have the interaction with you. And that's just, I mean, I've done that my whole life. I mean, I was on the radio in Sacramento for 26 years and I had so much banter back and forth with calls. And I want to know what you think. I want to know what you have to say. You know, you get bored listening to me all the time, right? I mean, why the hell would you want to listen to me all day long? I want to hear what you have to say. So listen up. Today, again, 3 o'clock Pacific. Hope you can join me for that. Today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. For your plumbing needs and repairs, and remember, they're available to you 24-7. Just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. And again, I really want to point this out to those of you that have reached out and told me about New Works Plumbing and that you've used them and you've loved them and they were everything that I've said on this uh, spot on my podcast. Hey, I, I'm grateful and I know they are too. I pass the information along. I pass them the emails and the other remarks that I get via social media. So uh, thank you very much. Check them out, newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. Uh, All right, so we are going to talk my NFL preview, but I wanted to back up a little bit and talk about this past weekend in college football. And obviously, Alabama looks like they picked up right where they left off when they beat Ohio State in the national championship game with their beatdown, an absolute beatdown on the Miami Hurricanes. Of course, you had Georgia and Clemson, a defensive battle. But boy, that Georgia defense, oh, my 
goodness. That is uh, that that was a heck of a show. They absolutely just stymied, absolutely shut down uh, the Clemson offense. And a game that really sticks out, I got to give UCLA credit, man. Uh, you know, to beat LSU. That's a big-time win uh, for the UCLA Bruins. Those were a couple of my uh, highlights. There were a couple of games closer than I thought, such as the Oklahoma game, such as uh, Notre Dame and Florida State. I'm going to get to more of that uh, in my rant. But, boy, it's so great to see full stadiums, college football, the excitement back. But today, I'm going to talk about the NFL, and I'm going to give you my picks. I'm going to give you what I think is going to happen in the National Football League. Again, game one, Thursday, Dallas and Tampa Bay. No Zach Martin, COVID, out. That is a big-time loss, the best offensive lineman for Dallas and one of the very best offensive linemen in the National Football League. So Dallas at Tampa, that is your Thursday night matchup. That's going to be fun. And then, of course, you get into the Sunday games as well. All right. Let's start in the AFC, right? AFC East, Buffalo. I don't think there's any question that they are the team to beat in that division. The question is, have they done enough? Have they done enough to fix their pass rush? Because that's the area of concern when I look at the Buffalo Bills. Offensively, not a problem. Josh Allen, You know, he's done everything except for being able to beat Kansas City. The last two meetings has done nothing in the second half of those games. That's really the team that they need to get over or one of the teams in the AFC. But Buffalo should win that division. Uh, To me, they should, and I mean should, win a minimum of four to five games in that division out of six. They should sweep the Jets. You know, to me, I think they sweep New England. Um... They play Miami down in Miami in week two. I love Buffalo. I think they've got it all. And I think Sean McDermott's done a great job. Again, offensively, they are solid. I just think they've got to get more pressure on the quarterback. I think Buffalo is going to come out of the East. And looking at their schedule, I'm picking the Buffalo Bills to be the number one seed in the AFC this year. All right, AFC North with Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. Browns grew up a lot last year. Second half of the season, outstanding. They beat down Pittsburgh in January. The Browns have a running game. They have an offensive line. They've got a more mature, experienced quarterback in Baker Mayfield. Uh, They're good. They're very good. Baltimore's got some injuries already in the season that would alarm me. I think they're the second-best team in that division. To me, it comes down between Cleveland and Baltimore. I give Cleveland a slight edge. You know, Pittsburgh, I'm not sure about the offensive line yet because it is so new. Ben has not showed me the ability to stay healthy lately, so I can't pick them. To me, it's between Cleveland and Baltimore. I'm going to give the edge here to Cleveland. I think Cleveland is going to prevail in the AFC North. And again, I love the fact that they can run the football. Uh, They've got a lot of good weapons. And to me, they come out of the AFC North. All right, AFC South. I don't even think this is close. I think Tennessee's going to run away with this division. I mean, Tyrod Taylor's going to start a quarterback for Houston. Jacksonville's not ready yet. Uh, Indianapolis, to me, same situation with Carson Wentz. Can't stay healthy. Some other issues. I mean, I like Indianapolis for their offensive line. I think they're very well coached, but I don't see them beating Tennessee. I think the Titans are the class 
of the AFC South. And the other thing I like about Tennessee, I think they're going to go 5-1 and one of this division. I think they're going to sweep Jacksonville. I think they're going to sweep Houston. I think they split with Indianapolis. And that gives them a really good jump into getting one of the top two seeds uh, in the AFC. Now, I know that only the top seed gets to buy now, but I still like Tennessee. I think their schedule is favorable. Uh, they play in the, uh, to me, the worst division in the NFL. I think they're going to go 5-1 and one barring injury uh, in that division. All right, AFC West, uh, to me, I think Kansas City is the top team. I think the most interesting part of the AFC West is the battle for second place because I, I could see all three teams ending up in second. I'm really intrigued with what I saw with the Chargers last year. I think Justin Herbert really showed me something uh, in his first season. They have a very good defense. They have a team that I think is going to be in a lot of these games. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised to see the Chargers end up second in the AFC West. You know, Vegas, to me, it's still the same thing with John Gruden. I'm tired of hearing it. I want to see it. Denver, quarterback is the real key. I want to see what they're going to do on defense um, because that's where I think their strength is. But I think Kansas City comes out of this division, and I think Kansas City will be fighting Cleveland and Tennessee for the number two seed. I think Buffalo, as I said, is going to be your top seed uh, in the AFC. But when I look, at the Chargers, they're very intriguing to me. They're the dark horse in the AFC because I don't see any wild card coming out of the AFC South. I do see a wild card coming out of the AFC North. I think the runner-up in that division will be a wild card, and then I think Miami and New England will be right in the mix for a wild card. Those are the way. Uh, that's the way I see the American Football Conference shaping out so my divisional winners again i've got buffalo i've got cleveland i've got tennessee i've got kansas city and i've got buffalo as the number one seed if buffalo is not the number one seed and they make it to the afc championship game and they have to go to kansas city i do not like their chances i do not see them beating kansas city in kansas city so to me it is imperative that the buffalo bills lock down the number one seed in the AFC. All right, let's move to the NFC. And in the NFC East, which was so bad last year, a lot of that was uh, due to injuries. To me, Washington uh, and Dallas will battle for the top spot. You know, what's interesting about Dallas is the team we know can score when healthy, but defensively, they were horrible last year. Uh, They draft Parsons to play in the middle on defense. He had an excellent, excellent camp. Is he enough to really change the fortunes of that defense? You know, Washington's defense, I love. Uh, I like Ron Rivera as a coach. And I'll tell you this, do not sleep on Ryan Fitzpatrick. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. All the guy does is win. I'm going to take Washington to go, I think, You know, again, we're talking about 17 games here. So you're probably going to have to go 10 and 7. I think they can beat the Giants twice. I think they can beat Philadelphia twice. And if they split with Dallas, they should be able to win that division. Now, Philadelphia is not going to win the division. The Giants are not going to win the division. And neither of those teams are going to be a wild card team. Matter of fact, I don't think any team 
in the NFC East will be a wild card. It's the divisional winner gets in, and the other three teams will be out. Uh, the Giants' offensive line is putrid. Dave Gettleman will not have a job after this year because his inability and incompetence to fix the offensive line. Dallas, you know, Mike Holmgren, you know, is he going to be able to get this team to where they need to be? Is Dak Prescott going to be able to stay healthy? Again, already against Tampa, you've got Zach Martin out. That is a big-time loss. So I'm going to take Washington to win the NFC East. All right, in the North, to me, it's Green Bay and everyone else. You know, we don't know what is going to transpire in Chicago. How long will it be before Fields is the quarterback? Uh, I'm not sold on the Minnesota Vikings. They got a lot of injuries last year. It really hurt them defensively. You know, to me, I don't know if they're the second-best team in that division. I think Green Bay is the class. And the question is, very similar to the AFC West, is who's going to be second in that division? I can't pick Detroit. So it's either going to be Minnesota or Chicago. And I think a lot might depend on, you know, how long Andy Dalton can stay at the controls. And when Justin Fields comes in, will he be able to make an immediate impact? And by that, I mean, can he be Justin Herbert of last year? So I like Green Bay to win that division. I think Green Bay will win uh, 12 of the 17 games. All right, NFC South. You know, it's Tampa and everybody else. Uh, New Orleans, you know, without without their top wide receiver, without Drew Brees, who is retired. You know, Jameis Winston is not the guy that's going to get it done. He turns the ball over too much. Carolina is not going to be there. Atlanta, to me, still is a team that looks good on paper. But then when you watch them play, you're like, what the hell happened to them? So to me, Tampa wins this division, and I think they win it easily. I could I could see the runner-up in this division if it is Atlanta being a wild card. I don't see any other team doing that. NFC West, to me, this is the most intriguing division in the National Football League. I've been hearing nothing but great things about Matthew Stafford and the L.A. Rams. Is Stafford going to be able to get this team back to the Super Bowl where they were a couple years ago when they got that gift against New Orleans in the NFC Championship game? Is Stafford going to be able to get this team over the hump? You know, say what you want about Stafford. I'm still not crazy about him in big games. But maybe being with Sean McVay is the answer. We know the Rams defensively are loaded. We know that they are really, really good. They have arguably the best defensive player in in Donald. Ramsey on the back end. I mean, this team's got a lot of good things. I could see San Francisco winning this division. I cannot see Arizona winning this division. And I'm not sold on Seattle. But I would be shocked shocked if there's not at least one of the wild cards out of this division. So I think two of the four teams easily make the playoffs in the NFC West. And I like San Francisco a lot if if Jimmy Garoppolo can play steady football because I still like the Niners defense. I like the way they're coached. I don't know if I'm going to give them the edge right now over the Rams But I do like San Francisco. I would not count Seattle out. So to me, two teams minimum make the playoffs in that division. I don't see a wild card in the NFC East. I could see for sure and think I will see a wild card out of the NFC North. 
And if Atlanta, you know, I don't think New Orleans is there. I don't think Carolina is there. You know, it's crazy for me to pick the Falcons to be a wild card, but I could see it. So, my four divisional winners in the NFC, Washington, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, the L.A. Rams. Who is my number one seed in the NFC? My number one seed will be the Green Bay Packers. I think that they are going to end up winning 12 games, maybe 13. I like their schedule. I think that they are in a division where, I, I again, I know it's a tough division. Don't get me wrong. They, you win two games against Detroit. I could see them sweeping Minnesota or Chicago. In other words, I think they could go 3-1 and one against Chicago and Minnesota. I could see them going 5-1 and one in the division. I, I just don't see Andy Dalton getting the job done in Chicago. I'm not sold yet on fields. Minnesota's defense, very suspect last year. Again, I know a lot of injury with a lot of injuries. I like getting Tomlinson from the Giants. I think he's a good fit for them. I think Green Bay is going to be the number one seed in the NFC North. I do not like Green Bay to go to the Super Bowl. I'm going to pick the Rams. I'm not crazy about Stafford. Don't get me wrong here. I'm not trying to be hypocritical here. You know, because I've been critical of Stafford in the past. I just think that Sean McVay is a good fit for him. I think the defense is Super Bowl caliber. And I think that the Rams have enough on defense to stop Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So my Super Bowl this year is Buffalo and the L.A. Rams. And wouldn't it be something if the home team... Last year being Tampa, this year the Rams. Never happened before last year. Two years in a row. The host team, right? Playing at the Super Bowl in their city. That'd be pretty interesting. That's how I could see it. Now, something else I want to talk about in the National Football League. Do not fool yourself. COVID is going to be part of the storyline this year. We've already seen an impact or potentially impact Dallas at Tampa on Thursday night. No Zach Martin. We've seen what's happened with Miami. Already down a tight end. Two players, COVID protocol. And this is going to be an ongoing story. The rules are so dramatically different for the vaccinated players and the unvaccinated players that if you're unvaccinated and you get COVID or you're in the COVID, uh, COVID protocol, you're out a while. This is going to have an impact. This is going to have an impact this year in the National Football League. Again, it's already having an impact. I mean, there's no way you can look at the Dallas Cowboys without Zach Martin and say that's not going to have an impact. Yeah, it is going to have an impact. It sure is. He's one of the very best offensive linemen in the NFL. And I don't see this getting better as the season goes along. You know, I know coaches already were extremely nervous about sending their players home or not home, but away from the facility for the weekend, not knowing what they would get upon the return. And the message was, guys, you know, we're not telling you not to have fun. We're not telling you not to enjoy yourselves. But you got a responsibility to your teammate, to your teammates, and you need to be responsible. All right? You need to be responsible when we say you're gone for three or four days and you leave the facility. 
We might see a couple more cases pop up this week. Do not be surprised. Do not be surprised. So your schedule. Week one of the National Football League. Dallas at Tampa on Thursday night. You got Philly at Atlanta. Why don't we do our picks here? I like Atlanta to beat Philadelphia. I like Tampa to beat Dallas. I think Buffalo will beat Pittsburgh in Buffalo. Minnesota is at Cincinnati. I'll take the Vikes on the road. San Francisco is at Detroit. I like the 49ers. The Cardinals travel to the Titans. I like Tennessee in Nashville. Seattle is at Indianapolis. Seahawks play very well in the Eastern time zone. Good road team. I like the Seahawks. The Chargers are in Washington. This is a very interesting week one game. Very interesting. I'll tell you, I like that Washington defense. I think I'm going to take Washington to beat the Chargers. The Jets are at Carolina. You got Zach Wilson. You got Sam Darnold. How about that? Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson. I am not crazy about either of those teams. I'm going to pick Carolina by a whisker in this football game. Jacksonville is at Houston. Jeez. I mean, could I see Lawrence going in and winning his first game? I sure as hell can. I'm taking Jacksonville. Cleveland is at Kansas City. That might be the marquee game of the week. I'm going to pick Kansas City, but only by a whisker. Miami's at New England. This is another interesting game with Mac Jones and Tua, two Alabama quarterbacks. Miami's got high aspirations this year. I don't think they win the division. Could be a wild card. Matter of fact, the the loser of this, when I mean the loser, I'm talking about over 17 games. The team that finishes ahead between New England and Miami, I think it's going to be a wild card team. You know what? I'm going to go with the Patriots. I'm going to go with the Patriots here to edge Miami. Green Bay is at New Orleans. That game will be played in Jacksonville because of uh, the recent hurricane. I like Green Bay. Denver is at the Giants. I think Denver will beat the Giants in their pitiful offensive line. Uh, Looks like Saquon Barkley is going to play, but that won't matter because their line is so bad. Uh, Chicago is at the Rams. I like the Rams to beat the Bears there. And on Monday night, you got Baltimore and the Raiders. You know what? That new stadium, packed house, crazy atmosphere. Now, I'm going to pick the Raiders to win on Monday night football. So those are my picks. I'm just, just just like you. I'm happy as hell. We got football. Dallas at Tampa. Coming up Thursday night, week one of the National Football League. Hey, uh, I want to tell you about Crowd Ultra because I'm going to get to the Crowd Ultra questions. But coming up tomorrow at 5 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Pacific, I'm going to be on Crowd Ultra. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and uh, you can join me. I'll take your questions. We'll have fun. It's a live show. Again, live tomorrow. Crowd Ultra. Check me out. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. So, first question. How much do you think top college athletes can make throughout their college careers? You know, it's a good question, and I'm not ducking your question, but I don't know because it's so new with the uh, name, image, likeness. I, I really, I don't know. It's too hard. Uh, hey, Grant, what is your opinion on the NFLPA investigated the Jaguars after Urban Meyer said vaccination status 
was a factor in roster cuts. Well, first of all, the vaccination status, regardless of what the coaches tell you, is a factor. All right? And it will be a factor. Said it seems Urban was smart and teams are incentivized to do this, but he could be in trouble. Yeah, he could be. You know, he probably shouldn't have said that, but let's not kid anyone. This is a big, big deal. You know, NFL teams, you know, 53 players or whatever the roster is now, you know, if you're not vaccinated, there's risks involved here. Absolutely risks involved. So I don't think there's any question that coaches have made roster decisions based on whether a player is vaccinated or not. The problem is, don't come out and admit it. That's the problem. Ben wants to know, would I take the over or under on the Kings winning 35 and a half games? I would take the under on that. I don't see it. I think the West is too strong without knowing of any other moves that they may make before the start of the season. The way their roster looks right now, I do not see them winning 35 games. Jerry wants to know, are you more impressed by what Shohei Otani is doing or someone like Russell Westbrook averaging a triple-double? That's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question. Wow. I'm probably more impressed by Otani because it's such a, a individual sport. In other words, you know, basketball is still a team game, and I'm not I, I don't I'm not minimizing what Westbrook has done. I mean, it's very impressive. But I'm gonna go with Otani. I think what he's doing is absolutely uh incredible. Trevor wants to know do you expect lawsuits from the NFL players to the NFL PA because of cutting non vaccinated players? It wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me. Alec wants to know what aspects of your life have improved since COVID? Does that mean what aspects of my life have improved because of COVID? Now, you said since COVID. They're two different things. Because of COVID, my life hasn't improved at all. How could anybody's life have improved because of COVID? How, how could that happen? Unless you're you know, selling masks and everything and you're making a, a boatload of money. But I, I would say none of my, no aspects of my life have improved because of COVID. If you have said since COVID, which you did right, that would go back to the pandemic beginning now almost a year and a half ago. And I would have to really think about that. So do me a favor, Alex, send me that question back and ask me if you mean since COVID or because of COVID. All right. All right, David wants to know, how have American sports leagues like the NBA and NFL avoided corruption? That's a fabulous question. You know, to some extent, I don't know if they have avoided corruption. I just don't know if you can prove it. I think there's a lot of corruption going on in all sports. But, you know, I think the commissioners and the owners, um, I think they've done a, a pretty good job of keeping their sports in the up and up for the most part. I mean, there's always going to be things that you look at and you raise your eyebrows and go, wait a minute, that was going on? How did that happen? It's a fair question, though. It is a very fair question. All right, have you heard the rumors that the NBA players who are not vaccinated and do not have a medical or religious exemption won't be allowed to play in home games or go to facilities for team activities and markets 
where local rules will prevent them from doing so, like, for instance, in San Francisco and Manhattan in New York City. Yes. And I got to tell you, that does not surprise me. So what do I think? It's just the way it is. Just the way it is. Do I think uh, Fox Sports can surpass ESPN? You know, probably probably not because they don't have as many live events. Maybe they do, and I'm just not aware of it. So, yeah, I think they could. I I think they can. When you mean can they surpass ESPN, are you talking about in revenue? Are you talking about in number of viewers? You know, try to be a little bit more specific in your question because I'm not really sure what particular angle. If you're talking about from a dollars and cents point of view or ratings, the number of people, uh, let me know. All right, Reed wants to know, who do you think is the best golfer in the PGA right now? I don't think there is a best golfer in the PGA. I, I really don't. I, I, there's not, you know, there's not a Tiger Woods anymore. So I, I don't think so. All right, Dan wants to know, would you rather have had Barry Sanders or Deion Sanders on your team? Probably Deion Sanders because I think a shutdown corner is invaluable. I think when you can take the other team's top receiver and neutralize them, I th- I would probably go in that direction. Uh, Stacy wants to know, did you do anything fun for Labor Day weekend? Actually, I had a spectacular Labor Day weekend uh, celebrating the birthday of someone that's become uh, a good friend of mine and their entire family uh, in Miami. Uh, we had a incredible weekend, fabulous weekend. We went down to uh, the Keys on Saturday, and then on Sunday we uh, had a boat, and we're out. Uh, we were out on the Miami waters for uh, eight hours to celebrate his 65th. We had a great, great time. Thank you for asking. I hope you had a great time too. Uh, Nick from New York, do you think Washington should have tried to find a better quarterback? Then Fitzpatrick in the offseason. Nope, I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he's the most uh, underappreciated quarterback in the NFL. One of the most, maybe the most underappreciated player in the National Football League. David asked this question before the weekend, but I'll answer it. Are there any college football games you're looking forward to watching this weekend? Yeah, I was looking forward to watching, you know, the Alabama-Miami game. I was looking forward to watching Georgia and Clemson. Those were the two games before the weekend started that I wanted to watch uh, the most. All right, let's move along. What do you think about the new taunting penalty? Rich wants to know. I I hope they don't go overboard with it. I mean, taunting where it's right in your face and it's it's too much, that's okay. But the spontaneous reaction of a player, then I don't like that. You know, I would not like that. So to me, I want to see how it's going to be called. Very good question, though. But I do want to see how it is going to be to be called. All right, just one more question. Do you think, and do I like, rather, the Cleveland Indians name change to the Guardians? I have a very simple answer to that question, Kyle. And the answer is no. No. I do not like the name the Guardians. I think it's awful. It's time for Brent. Well, once again, we got a big-time overreaction. On Sunday, Notre Dame was playing Florida State, and after the game, ABC's Katie George asked the Notre Dame head coach, Brian Kelly, about holding off a furious Florida State rally, and he replied, I'm in favor of execution. 
Maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. We just didn't execute very well. Well, there are those that are completely bent out of shape because Brian Kelly was joking. Matter of fact, he said this, all right? It's an old John McKay quote. I was kidding. It was tongue-in-cheek. It wasn't funny. I was talking and making a joke about it. It was taken serious. Are you people crazy? Yes. Yes, people are freaking crazy. People don't know how to relax anymore. People don't know how to just sit back and go, he's kidding, it's a joke. He went on and said, I was stealing one of John McKay's old quotes and being funny because nobody likes to be funny anymore. If you want to take me to town on that, please do. Well, coach, you know what? You're right. People don't have a sense of humor anymore. People don't know when you're joking. And the cancel culture and the woke community and the political correct community, they're going to come after you when you try to make a joke. So, coach, just keep coaching. You're fighting Irish. Don't lose sleep over it because you just can't please everyone, nor should you try and that's my rant for today and that's my podcast for today again remember on friday we commemorate the 20th anniversary of 9-11 that will be the topic of my podcast coming up on friday don't forget to check out my video rants over on youtube and again i'll be on listen app today six o'clock eastern three o'clock pacific and sean salisbury and i no filter network no filter.net 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific. Hey, thank you so much. Enjoy football this week. And thanks for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.